And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because you'll get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us, as we hope will be more and more often for this one, is, of course, the head of social here at DNVR and a massive baseball fan, Michaela Perkins. Very excited to have you on for this one. As I know, there are some bittersweet emotions running through you in the Rockies versus Diamondbacks series. As uh, we all know, you gotten to know some of these Diamondbacks players over the years and uh, uh, you're but you're a lifelong Rockies fan and this has been quite the series for these two teams after a tough 12 to 8 loss for the Colorado Rockies in game one of course we've got to discuss on this episode the Colorado Rockies hanging on for dear life for an 8 to 7 win in a ball game where both starting pitchers were phenomenal uh, Patrick, we were we were sort of talking about before we came on here how this was basically two completely different baseball games. You had the first seven and a half innings or so, and then the last several frames of whatever that was. That's right. It was two to two uh, when the Rockies stepped up to the plate in the bottom of the eighth. They came through with six runs, started off by Garrett Hampson's leadoff triple. Uh, then Philip Deal gets the ball in the ninth. Jairo Diaz comes in to try to save his butt. Long story short, Diamondbacks get five runs. Daniel Bard needs to come in to get his first save since 2011. I believe that was the Reagan administration. So I'm not was sure I doing in 2011? Was. Right. What was anybody even doing? Was There's an old Eddie Izzard joke. Was anyone even alive back then? Um, Michaela, how's your heart? How, how are your, how's the sweat? How are the palpitations going? I think I'm calming down, but I went from like the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. I was so amped and so jazzed. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, what is going on? (laughs) So what was more surprising to you then as somebody who, again, has been through this over the years and watched numerous Colorado Rockies bullpens do things? Was it more surprising that they almost blew it or was it more surprising that they didn't actually end up blowing it? I think I felt better as soon as Buddy took Cairo out. And I was like, okay, depending on who he brings in, I think we can get this done. And as soon as I saw Barb running in, I was like, okay, we got a chance. It's not over. We can still remedy this situation. And I'm really happy that Daniel came through. So um, I definitely was more surprised that they didn't blow it. But (laughs) thank God for Daniel (laughs) Bard. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, same, like straight up. I, w- I Once it got to 8-7, I thought, oh, they're losing this for sure. Even though they were still up a run, I thought they're going to lose this game. And I'm with you. It was a gutsy call there for Bud Black, Michaela. Not an obvious decision to go away from Diaz, who's kind of been the de facto closer with Davis and Oberg out. Uh, Patrick, what did you think of that call and, you know, the what it might mean for Jairo moving forward? He wasn't having a good game out there. We saw Buddy's reluctance to go away from Wade Davis in that game that he blew. So has Buddy maybe learned his lesson in the short season? I got to play things differently. I'm not letting this one get away from me. Diaz may still be my guy moving forward, but I got to go to a dude who's throwing 98 gas. Yeah, it's going to be closer by committee. And at, at any two or three week span, you could have the same guy. Um, but here at this point, we're talking about Jairo Diaz having the job for just under two weeks. And now it seems like he's lost it. And that's okay because you don't have one standout guy, which you would like to have. But as it were, you know, you don't have that option. You know, Estevez right now has an ERA under one. Bard has been looking fantastic. You know, Yensei Almonte, it wouldn't surprise me if he jumps into the mix eventually at some point. But um, this is kind of a good problem to have where you're not locked in. And I think that was was much of the issues of why the wheels fell off last season because Wade Davis was your guy. He was being paid like the guy. And to go away from him really makes a major statement. So you got to be cautious about that, I think, to a degree. But right now, in the sprint that is the 2020 season, you go, look, you're not getting it done right now. I got to make a move because one game is worth three games and a loss tonight coupled with a Dodgers win means the standings gets flipped and we can't have that. So you know what, Bard? You're the guy tonight. You're alive. Pearl Jam, 2011, bringing it back. We got the job done and that's all that matters. I do love that he has that for his warm-up song. I'm still alive. <laughs> little, little Eddie veteran in people's mm-hmm. life. You gotta, you gotta throw it back, man. So we gotta talk about starting pitching at some point, of course. But first, it's amazing that we've even gone five minutes with talking without talking about the man, the myth, the legend, the only person that anyone wants to talk about out there right now, Charlie freaking Blackman. He is hitting, let me double check. No, I don't have to. This is easy math to do. Exactly 500 on the season. Michele's got hits in half of his at-bats, went out there tonight, and again hit the ball hard three times. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Oh, no. This is insane. I don't even have anything to compare it to. Like I have never, ever in my life seen anybody smash the ball like Charlie does. It is almost more alarming if he doesn't hit it than when he does hit it. Right. It's straight up. Like even the one he had tonight where there was like a decent drive down the right field line in an RBI spot. And when the right fielder settled underneath it and caught it and you're almost like, Oh, that's, that's weird. (laughs) That doesn't track with my experience. That's not right. Yeah. We're, we're more familiar with seeing him get a hit than not. Obviously again, he Patrick Saunders, uh, give him a shout out. He tweeted that I think Charlie Blackman now with his 34 hits has more hits than the entire St. Louis Cardinals team. Yeah. Uh, and right now the Rockies are first in the game in batting average. You subtract Charlie Blackman's contributions and they're still doing well, but they do drop to 10th in all of baseball. So, I mean, I, uh, I've never seen anyone hit like this. I mean, really it's, it's kind of going Harkening back to you know Barry Bonds and in, in two thousand one through two thousand four, where you just didn't want to face him because 
you know, give him first base because if you don't, he's going to hit a home run or, or an easy stand-up double. I don't know if Blackman's at that stage yet, but he's easily at the stage where you go, look, he's probably going to get a hit, and the runner on second base is going to score. The runner on first might even come around, so you know what? Maybe we do just give him a base. And, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of fear that he's striking in the hearts of pitchers right now is only going to benefit everybody else. You finally saw Nolan come around to hit a home run tonight, which was great. Uh, everyone behind him is falling in line between Murphy. Tapia should get a shout-out. Three hits tonight. Committed boy. a left-on-left left crime against Alex Young. That was fantastic. So, Charlie, what he's doing at the top of the lineup has had you know reverberations throughout the rest as well. Yeah, it turns out they needed all of those insurance runs that they got there, too. You got to give a shout out to Garrett Hampson for getting the thing started by being like, hey, Zach Gowan's not in the game. Let's get some hits. Uh, started the thing off with the triple there. Another really good night for Trevor Story. Again, uh, continues to get on base. Scored another run for you, Patrick. So people who've got that DraftKings bet going for you keep an eye on that obviously the charlie black yeah lead the league in hits is is probably the one that, that you want that one's doing okay you've, yeah. you've checked you've you've checked the updated standings charlie blackman might be doing fairly well for leading all of baseball and hits i i do believe so okay. yes good to uh, know good to know and then of course nolan arenado getting back into the action on the offensive side uh with a two-run home run doing really all of the damage that the rockies offense could do uh, against Zach Gallen. Michaela, we saw the other, you know, he, he'd been in a slump, but he sat him off. He comes back out. He has games like this. Is this one of those things where you're feeling confident now? Like, okay, Nolan's back. Uh, he needed that day off. And look out, this, this thing's about to go down. Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes all it takes is just a day to, you know, reset, reevaluate that off day I feel like was needed for Nolan. Um, but it was funny because when he hit that home run, as he rounded third, you can kind of see him smirk. And then you saw a little bit of a smile on his face, which was so refreshing because, mm. you know, he does a good job of keeping his emotions under control. But you could kind of start to see that it was wearing him, wearing on him. And he was, you know, kind of looking frustrated when he was on the field. So to see him kind of have a little smile when he was rounding third after that home run was very refreshing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good pull. I, I missed that. Yeah, I think Charlie's success is going to probably take a little load off of of Nolan. I, I I think he likes having that load though. At the same time, it's it's a it's quite a conundrum. I I think that you know he puts upon himself in in a lot of different ways. But ultimately, the the fact that Charlie's on base every time that Nolan steps up to the plate is really only going to benefit him. And I think you know whether Charlie was doing this well or not. Nolan just gets in those moments, and he's he's slowly but surely breaking out that four for four night. You know, on Monday was was a, a big step forward, and come on, we're talking about Nolan Arenado. He's going to be fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine. <laughs> I, I think he'll figure things out, or that's not even the right phrase. It's not like he had things unfigured out. Just a, a little bit of a thing there. All right, we do got to switch over to the other side of the ball, and we've got to celebrate some people. I already sang on the podcast once. I gave you some Eddie Vedder, so I'm not going to do my Hamilton toast a glass to Freeland tonight. I've done it the last couple of times out, but we do have to toast our glass to Kyle Freeland. I'm toasting right now the Mango Mosaic. 
because I got it down here at the DNVR bar. If you're not at the DNVR, you got to get your Breckenridge brew either from Davidson's. They do curbside pickup and delivery. You can get just about anything from Davidson's. Uh, beer, wine, spirits, all kinds of good stuff there. But the best place, of course, to get your Breck brew is from the people that make it themselves out there at the farmhouse. And you can order it at 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. Use code DNVR. You save five bucks off of the beer and whatever food you get along with it. I'm a big fan of their wings. Highly recommend you get some of those. And again, if you're down here at the bar, get yourself a nice tall glass of mango mosaic and toast one to Kyle Freeland, who is now four for four in quality starts coming out of the gates this season after what can only be described as a nightmare 2019. Michaela, as, again, somebody, and and with Freeland being the native and, and everything, with the season he had a year ago, is this everything you had hoped for? Is it more than you had hoped for out of Kyle Freeland? And, and are you starting to accept or, or think to yourself, yes, he's back. I feel confident this is the Kyle Freeland. Last year is firmly behind him. Yeah, for sure. Last year was really hard for me to watch. I mean, I always cheer for like the homegrown kid. It's hard not to being a Colorado native myself. So last year was really hard for me to watch Kyle struggle that much. And to see him come out this year so strong, it's so great to see. Um, you know, you just want to cheer for the guy. He's likable. He's a Colorado guy, so um, it's really great to see, and I hope that he can keep on this trajectory because I think this is the true Kyle Freeland, and this is what we should become to like come to expect from him every time he takes the mound. Patrick, I'll, I'll phrase the same question, but take it one level up for you. We saw after a couple of years of good baseball, and when he was having a stretch like this, the team extended Herman Marquez on a very team-friendly deal. We thought that that might be in the works for Kyle Freeland if he had come out last year like he's come out this year. If you're in that front office, you've seen four games from Freeland right now. Not a ton, but four pretty good games. Are you starting to think in your mind, okay, maybe we lock this kid up? I think you definitely start crunching those numbers, especially as he he isn't looking like the the perfect medium between 2018 and 2019. He's looking like almost you know, 2018 version of himself. Um, You know, he's he's never going to be a a big strikeout guy, which is going to be one of those things will kind of, you know, hamper some of the the flair that he has on the field and, uh, and make, you know, tamp down an all-star appearance here or there. But you look at what he did tonight with 13 ground balls. Unbelievable. The left side of the infield was, you know, great on defense, but it also, you served him up sure. around a platter. So <laughs> if you're doing good, if you're doing that, you're going to pitch well, no matter where you're at. And that's, you know, vitally important here at Coors Field. So I think you start crunching those numbers and you have that conversation where again, he's going to get a little hometown discount. The Rockies are going to get a little, you know, cost assuredness. So they're going to know, you know, what's going to be on the books going forward. And you kind of guard against you know, what might happen if John Gray leaves in free agency after the 2021 season? Yeah, it's um, it, it's a good time to be a fan of the Colorado Rockies and to be a, a fan of Kyle Freeland, that's for sure. I want to talk about specifically to your point there, Patrick, the first and the fifth innings, which are the reason why Kyle Freeland is our draft king of the game. 
He had to be the draft king of the game. And again, remember to use that promo code DNVR because you'll get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand bucks at DraftKingsSportsbook.com. But the first inning gives up two swinging bunt singles. Just gar- <laughs> Frank, just garbage hits. I'm just, I'm just sharing it with you. And he walks a guy on a pitch that was in the strike zone. Again, I'm just sharing facts with you. Actually. Who's behind the plate tonight? I forgot now the umpire. Was it Guccione? Um, his zone was... Alfonso Marquez. It was Alfonso Marquez? Yeah. It was very strange, but I will say oddly consistent. He wasn't calling anything high or low, and he was calling everything inside and outside for both guys. So early, it was like, what is going on? But throughout the game, I think guys kind of figured that out. But still, if you're Kyle Freeland, you've got the bases loaded without feeling like you've made any bad pitches in the first inning and he got out of it. And then he had a very, uh, another very tough situation there in the fifth, whereas you talked about Patrick, he got his double play ball. He's induced seven double plays this year has Kyle Freeland. That's when you know he's going well. Yeah. When, when you're getting those ground balls, you know, sometimes that double play ability to, to induce that, that's a skill. You know what I mean? That that's a, definitely a, a skill. You'd rather there not be a guy on first base, but as it were, when you're in that kind of a jam, you 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 got to induce that contact, and and it's been just fantastic for Kyle to come through in those moments where last year wasn't going his way. And you know, there's been a lot of discussion about what the baseballs were used last year, and I know mm-hmm. Drew's talked about this most and how he, you know he's probably the guy that was impacted most by the fact that yep. the balls were juiced and now we're seeing it it, it you know there's not hasn't been any studies yet that have come out but everything that i've seen it, it seems like the ball's traveling normal there's not any of those kind of oops swings and the balls you know flying out and now right. you see you know the impact of that where Kyle Freeland is is back to being Kyle Freeland yeah, Michaela, what, what is your take on that? We've been talking about that a lot. Have you, have you noticed that same thing, that it seems like the ball is playing a bit more true this year? Yeah, I honestly was about to say I agree with you that the ball does seem to be playing a lot more normally than it did last season. I mean, I was fortunate to work for the Diamondbacks last year, and the guys that I talked to on the team, like 10 out of 10, were like, these balls, there's something wrong with these balls. Like, they are – they're juiced or something is going wrong. And I mean, obviously the hitters didn't say anything because they were loving it, but right. um, yeah, last year was so weird. I mean, a guy would hardly swing the bat and the ball would go 450 feet and you were like, what just happened? There was no way that that was a home run. So um, I'm glad that it's benefiting, benefiting Kyle. Um, it's nice to see that hopefully the league addressed the juice baseballs and that it's playing fairly this year. Do you know if the humidor was plugged in at all? <laughs> I'm wondering if that could have been a, the, the factor there at, at Chase Field. Maybe? I don't know. Hopefully. Fingers crossed that they definitely had the humidor plugged in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One of the guys I always picked on, by the way, and he's having a great season, so maybe I shouldn't have, but was Cattell Marte. I always thought he was a little bit of a juiced ball. And I, I actually, he's a great average hitter, but again, he's hitting a bunch of doubles this year. I don't think Cattell Marte is ever going to hit 35 home runs ever again in the rest of his life. Um but yeah, it, it's been it's been remarkable to see the difference in in Kyle Freeland and the balls in play. You know, he did g- give up seven hits out there, the two home runs. He really made two mistakes tonight. 
Uh, one of them on a fastball to Christian Walker, one on a just a hanging slider, the very first pitch of the seventh inning uh, to Carson Kelly, who's not a great hitter, but it, it happens sometimes. I'm sure, I'm sure the Diamondbacks, when they gave up a jack to Chris Owings, they were like, hey. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. I, My boss from the Diamondbacks actually texted me, and he was like, when did Chris Owings – where where did he come from? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I thought he was out of baseball. And I was like, um, no, he's been on the Rockies roster all season. <laughs> and what happened with what happened to one of our uh, mental strength coaches, Daniel Bard? Whatever happened yeah, to him? Whatever happened to that? Yeah, guy. he's like, wait, I thought he worked for us. Where did he go? <laughs> right. So basically, if you want to know who's going to be really good for the Rockies in 2021, you need to pick up a 2019 Arizona Diamondbacks directory and just <laughs> scour through and look, and you're gonna go. Here we go, Michaela Perkins. Put me another in, coach. example. Put me there in, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Oh. oh, another interesting stat too is that Freeland only gave up five hard-hit balls, and one right. of them wasn't even that LaCastro double. That was really a borderline error play by Tapia in, in left field. I don't, I don't know. It was an error so much as it was just LaCastro's speed, just kind of pressuring him there. But forcing it, yeah. Right, but again, only those five hard-hit balls. So that was, you know, fantastic. There's, there's been a couple starts by. Uh, by other Rocky starters that have, you know, produced less earned runs, uh, but have a lot more hard hit balls. So that that's those are probably the two most important numbers: is five hard hit balls and thirteen ground ball outs. Yeah, if he keeps the ball on the ground, Freeland's going to do well, and he's been missing barrels all season. It's a great thing for your Colorado Rockies. So if you're feeling super confident in Kyle Freeland, maybe you want to start laying some money down on the line. You want to get some skin in the game well then you got to go to the DraftKings sportsbook app you can bet all kinds of cool stuff on there day to day you can actually bet and i'm not sure i would highly recommend this but if if you feel like this is a skill of yours you can bet at bat to at bat like during an at bat you can make a bet on the outcome of that particular bat and i've had times in my life really not since matt holiday Back when Matt Holiday was around, I could call a home run with the best of them. Now, you know, cargo every once in a while when he was in a zone, you could call a cargo home run. Maybe someone out there has got the feel for calling Trevor Story home runs. Charlie Blackman hits. Taking the over on 1.5. Charlie Blackman hits the last several days has been a really good bet that I know the DNBR bets guys have been making. Uh, In fact, I think there was somebody because you can get bonuses. DraftKings just gave out a free $74 bet for people that have been betting on there with them. And I know one of our members put it on Charlie Blackman to get over 1.5 hits in the game tonight. I don't know what that paid out, but he won it. So if you want to get (laughs) in on that kind of action again, make sure that you download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and you use the promo code DNVR because you can get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand bucks must be 21 or older Colorado only other terms and conditions apply uh, see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details bonus comprised of a first deposit first bet of 500 bucks in a match must require 25 times playthrough and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right so as we all take a deep breath from the fact that the Colorado Rockies somehow some way did not blow this one. We now look forward to the possibility that they can in the rubber match, sending young Antonio Sensatella to the hill, also looking to continue his solid start to the season, win their sixth consecutive series 
to open 2020. Michaela, it's early, mm-hmm. short season. It's too early to get, but I mean, how much do you want this one? How much do you want to win this series? Even though it's going to bury your old club a little bit if they, if they take this loss, they're having a scuffling start. I want it so bad. Um, all of my all of my friends and coworkers at the Diamondbacks knew I was a Rockies fan, so they just gave me endless crap for it when I worked there. And then they've been texting me nonstop this series, especially yesterday. I never heard the end of it. So you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm all in on the Rockies. They need this. Let's go. We're gonna win this series. <laughs> Boom. There you go, Patrick. It, how how important is it? Does it you know if they if they end up dropping one, is it is it a momentum killer? Is it a big deal? What do you think? No, I don't. I don't think it's a you know a big deal. It's not a, a one of those must win series yet. You know the fact that they're off on Thursday is great. So you know you you've got everybody you can bring back out. Obviously Diaz wasn't great tonight, but you know he's he's still probably good for an inning if you need him. Estevez we saw in the eighth. Um, scoreless inning again, ERA under one. He can come back for an inning if you need him. Same thing with Daniel Bard. So you have everybody on deck, and you're going to want to win that game and go out. You have a good shot, obviously, with Antonio Sensatella on the hill. Luke Weaver right now is is struggling. Uh, Zach Allen really is the only guy who isn't struggling right now in that rotation. Weaver has an ERA over 12. You know he's fared somewhat well as well as a, a pitcher could be. Uh, against Colorado Rockies. So I think they're just going to continue to to hit uh, as long as Sensatella can, you know, go six innings, give up three earned runs. I think you'll see the the bullpen, you know, do a lot better. Sometimes just when you have those situations where you're up so big, that stuff can get away from you. Like I, I think even the second hit that deal gave up, it just blooped in because the outfield is just playing that doubles defense. Like in a right. football game where you go, well, look, they got to score – not only do they got to score two touchdowns, they got to score a touchdown, get an onside kick. You know what? We're just going to go and play, you know, nickel defense, something Pre- crazy. Prevent, baby. Yeah. Prevent defense. Yeah. So that was, and you have prevent defense at Coors Field because it is yeah. pretty much 100 yards wide open mm-hmm. out there. So uh, I, I think you have a good shot at, at winning tomorrow's ball game. And like you said, taking yet another series. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really. Uh, that may be unbelievable, but uh, we got another question here from Calvin Whaley wants to know, uh, what point does Blackman hit streak become something the nation focuses on as something to follow and get behind? 30 games, and he also wants to know, what's the over-under? This, this is what I want to get for the both of you, on how long the hit streak goes. Because typically when guys, you know, they throw out a 20-game hit streak every once in a while in baseball, but you guys are going one for four, one for three every night, not three for four with you know a couple of doubles and stuff. So, uh, Michaela, how long do you think he can keep it going, and when is the country going to really catch on? I'm scared to answer because I don't want to jinx him, but, I mean, he ha- like the Rockies have some easy opponents coming up. Um, one more game against the Diamondbacks, a three-game series against the Rangers. The Astros are struggling right now, um, and then it gets crunch time with the Dodgers. So, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but I mean, I'm hoping that he can at least get five more games of solid hits in. Love it. Yeah, he has a he has a great shot at you know maybe even going after the Rockies all time uh, hit streak record, which I believe is 28 by Michael Kadire. So uh, he's definitely in line for doing that, and it's a much different situation than I think 
you know, obviously a lot of other years for Charlie because he's not batting leadoff. His job isn't to set the table. It's to drive in runs or, at the worst, get on base for Nolan Arenado and Daniel Murphy to drive in runs. And both of those guys have been doing that um, for the most part, right? So with him him coming up to the plate, uh, even if even if they're, you know, afraid of, of Nolan right now, which teams still are, even with him kind of scrapping scrapping together a little bit, um, Charlie's going to get pitches to hit. That's the other thing too, is just being able to get pitches to hit. And he's getting that a lot more because of the guys that are coming up from behind, uh, him in the lineup. So I, I just think that really increases the odds of that happening. As Michaela said, the matchups are, are very favorable. Um, Houston, you go, Oh, Houston, they're, they're still one of the top teams in the AL West. Their entire pitching staff has just been decimated by injuries um they had one of the kids uh, in the game the other day where they plunked ramon loriano he hadn't pitched above a ball um uh, before yeah. this season so and didn't get obviously a, a full proper spring training and, and a build-up to to the season so uh there's a lot going charlie's way so i think this thing definitely can get into the mid-20s you know with, with a blink of an eye by the by the end of next week Going back to like what we were talking about earlier, though, I am worried that he's going to start getting the bonds treatment and then his opportunities to hit are going to be taken away. Um, hopefully the other teams don't catch on as quickly as we think that they will and he won't get the bonds treatment. But that's one other thing that I'm a little worried about. <laughs> It certainly helps that he's got Nolan Arenado hitting right behind him because I've been yeah. thinking about the exact same thing, Michaela. I was like, they're going to start walking him. Um but one thing is he's not hitting a ton of long balls yet. So as long as he's hitting singles, I guess they're going, well, okay, maybe that's the same thing. But I'm with you. At some point, you just, especially anytime it's like if there's a guy on second and two outs, you walk him. But then you're putting another RBI potentially out there for Nolan Arenado. And, and it's quite the position to put other teams in. And you saw as soon as Zach Gallon came out of the game tonight, as soon as guys weren't basically pitching perfectly, the Colorado Rockies lineup became an extraordinary problem uh, because they can punish mistakes, and and they absolutely did tonight. Okay, here's the last Charlie Blackman one. Will he hit 400 for the season? Oh, that's huh? tough. No, no, he won't. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I, I don't think he will either. Yeah, going 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 Cowards back to the, both of you. Going back to the previous <laughs> point about about the national media is, is that, or rather the nation in general. Um, once, once he went, uh, he got that second hit and it was 33 for 66. It really made me think like, you know what? I, it wouldn't shock me if ESPN starts going live to his at bats to just see if he can continue. Cause he, now he's not hitting 400, he's hitting 500, which is insane. He can't keep that up, right. but you go, well, this is something let's capitalize on that. People might really seem to be interested. You know, one of the kind of equalizers with this whole COVID-19 business is that you don't need to be in Denver at Coors Field to have one-on-one -on -one time to talk with Charlie Blackman. So the thing that has actually been, we've been noticing um, the last couple of days is you have some folks from the national media, like the New York Times and ESPN and other, you know, notable, um, you know, industry writers and, and, and literature and whatnot that have been going in and asking those questions to Charlie and other people about, you know, what his, how he feels his odds are of hitting 400. And, you know, whether you believe him or not, whether he's just too modest or not, he doesn't think he's going to be able to hit 400, not because of his skills and what have you, just because it's so hard. The game has changed. 
you've got these high-end relievers that are coming and 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 doing some major things that Ted Williams didn't have to deal with in 1941. So it's going to be a challenge, but I'm going to love watching him try to prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm taking the over. Y'all are cowards. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you're probably right, but how, how much fun is that? <laughs> who wants who wants to be right all the time? I promise you, it's boring. No. <laughs> well, Drew, Drew, then, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yeah. Will Charlie, since you like the overs, will Charlie Blackman hit over 500 this year? He will not over 500. Oh, what? So definitely not over 500. Where did Power. all that optimism go? <laughs> no, he'll he'll hit 398, like in a classic Rockies oh. way. He'll fall just short of hitting 400. And then people will argue about how it wouldn't have counted anyway because of the short season and also Coors Field and all that garbage. Um, but still he'll win a batting title at, <laughs> I've got Charlie Blackman for the batting title. I think that's a pretty safe bet at this point. Now we um, give him two that again. And, and we heard, uh, I think with his last hit, he, he moved into, he either tied or he moved into fourth place all time. He tied, uh, Dante Bichette. So we've been talking about him trying to put his face on, on the Mount Rushmore of Rockies players. Well, he's, he's there now. He's, he's at number he's, four. He's well on his way to doing that. All right. We're going to have a big show for everybody again tomorrow with the wrap-up. So I think we're going to close this one out here. Final thoughts from the both of you on this game, what we've seen so far, where we're at, any final uh, concerns. Uh, I know, again, we saw some ugly at-bats from David Dahl and Ryan McMahon, not you know the, the absolute best of what you want to see. Tony Wolters continues to look like an automatic out at the plate right now. Um, but still they go out there and score eight runs. So, <laughs> you know, we can nitpick and stuff, but, uh, Patrick, why don't, why don't you give me your final thoughts and then we'll let Michaela have the final word here. Well, they were coming off of a two game losing streak. The bullpen did not look very good. They barely eked out an eight, seven win. That being said, a couple bad apples does not spoil the whole bunch. This is still a team that is 12 and five. They not got Antonio that. Senzatella on the hill against a lackluster starter at this point in his career in Luke Weaver. So you like their odds coming away with a series victory and kind of writing the ship in the sense that it writes it to a point where you say, hey, is this the best team in the game? It's fine that they're the best in the West. It's fine that they're one of the best of the best in the National League. But fans out there, they want to say that they are the best team in the game right now and a victory tomorrow i think goes a long way to keeping that dialogue moving forward uh nolan arenado hit a home run tonight so that makes me really happy i'm happy when nolan's happy and nolan smiled <laughs> when he hit a home run so let's hope that this is the floodgates are opening nolan's gonna go on a hot streak he's gonna shock the world and hit 20 home runs this season <laughs> and Ooh. we can just keep rolling on the Nolan train. Um, Charlie's got to keep going. I'm so proud of my, my Chuck Natsy. Um, hopefully I know he's going to keep hitting well. So it's great to see this offensive production from the Rockies. Hopefully David Dahl can pick it up a little bit. Same with Tony Walters. Um, I'm so proud of Estevez. A sub one ERA is phenomenal. He is lights out, especially in the late innings. So I'm just, I love this team. I'm so excited. Let's keep going. <laughs> love it. And Samoa pointing out rightfully that I shouldn't pick on Tony Wolters, who did technically have what turned That's out true. to be the game-winning RBI with that little flare hit 
to left. So you know what? Even there, it's hard to look down on completely. Like we said, Tapia was the guy who'd been worst at the plate coming into the game. Three hit night. As Michaela said, you got to be in love with your ball club right now. So thank you all so much for joining in, listening to this episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at Michaela E. Perkins, and of course at DNVR underscore Rockies. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content. You can also get all kinds of cool special deals on our merchandise when you do that, including this cool hat that I'm wearing, the shirts that both Patrick and Michaela are rocking right now. You can get some masks also so that you can stay safe and look cool while you're out there doing it, continuing to be absolutely awesome out there in the world. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Drew Creaseman, and Michaela Perkins, of course. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.